logging has always been among the most dangerous of professions. There are a number of perils, including rough terrain, powerful and hard to operate equipment, and the remoteness of locations for medical facilities should anything go wrong. But the biggest risk even today is getting hit by falling trees or tree limbs. In earlier days, lumberjacks would hack away at giant trees with axes, never quite sure how much the tree could take. It could seem still for a long time, impervious to the body blows, and then suddenly, almost without warning, topple over. The economic expansion that began in 2009 has proven its endurance many times and is now the longest expansion in history. Our base case forecast is that it will continue into 2020 and probably beyond. However, Washington is hacking away at it with policies that are weakening it for the long run and increasing the risk of recession in the short run. These include the hangover effects of excessive fiscal stimulus, a restrictive immigration policy, volatile and rising trade tensions and counterproductive monetary easing. For the moment, this is still a strong tree being attacked by small axes. However, investors should take note of the danger, both when calibrating their return expectations and in focusing on valuations and global diversification. On fiscal policy, last Friday the President signed a bill suspending the debt ceiling and providing for a roughly 3.5% increase in discretionary spending over the next two years. While this confirms a long-term path of trillion-dollar deficits, it represents little extra stimulus in the short run. More importantly, many of the economic effects of the 2017 Tax Act were front-loaded, including the expensing of capital equipment purchases, incentives to repatriate overseas profits, and reductions in individual tax rates. This may have brought forward spending into 2018 that would otherwise have occurred this year. With an infrastructure bill, bill now apparently on the back burner, fiscal policy is unlikely to provide any boost to demand in a slowing economy. On immigration, while media attention is focused on illegal immigrants, the government has also reduced legal immigration. Based on monthly data, it now appears that immigrant visas will fall for a third consecutive year in fiscal 2019, with total visas issued down 27% from 2016 levels. Non-immigrant visas are also falling. In their most recent forecast, the Census Bureau projected that America's working age population, that's people aged 18 to 64, will grow by just two-tenths of a percent between 2019 and 2020, with all of that growth coming from people who were not born in the United States. However, those projections were based on an assumption of net immigration of over a million people per year. With immigration falling short of that assumption, the lack of available workers will continue to act as a break on the potential growth of the U.S. economy. The lack of available workers was very evident in last Friday's jobs report. Payroll job growth was solid at 164,000 for the month. However, with down revisions to recent months, average job growth of the past six months has now fallen to 141,000 compared to 228,000 last year. While the unemployment rate remained just above its almost 50-year low set in April, the U6 unemployment rate, which includes those who have given up looking for a job and those who are working part-time for economic reasons, fell to an expansion low of 7%. This week's reports on job openings and unemployment claims should confirm a very tight labour market, generally good news for workers, but an impediment to any return to stronger economic growth. On trade policy, Thursday's tweet from the President announcing a 10% tariff on an additional $300 billion in Chinese goods represents a further escalation in the trade war. Tariffs are a tax, and in a globally competitive goods market, this tax mostly falls on consumers. However, the most obvious harm from the trade war thus far has been in its impact on global trade and investment spending. 
The July readings on manufacturing PMIs around the world summed to the weakest month since 2012, while U.S. exports in June were down 2.2% year-over-year in their biggest monthly year-over-year decline in three years. While both sides profess a desire to settle the dispute, political realities in both the U.S. and China could prolong or even escalate the standoff in the run-up to the next U.S. presidential election. Finally, on monetary policy, the Federal Reserve responded to both low inflation and increased trade tensions by lowering interest rates by 25 basis points last week. However, this rate cut seems very unlikely to boost economic activity. First, it has not weakened the US dollar, as trade policy is hurting the global economy and foreign central banks are also easing. Second, lower mortgage rates are not boosting housing activity, which is being restrained by weak demographics, high down payments and tight credit. Third, investment spending is also unlikely to respond to low rates due to a weak global economy and tariff concerns. Meanwhile, low rates are cutting interest income, increasing concern that the Fed may be worried about recession, and fostering expectations of further rate cuts to come, which could cause corporations and potential home buyers to wait before borrowing. While past fiscal excess and current immigration restric- restrictions limit the economy's potential to grow in the long run, the greatest immediate danger to the economy lies in Washington underestimating the damage done by an escalating trade war and overestimating any help the Federal Reserve can provide in offsetting it. Although the odds remain in favour of continued expansion, these policy risks highlight the importance of focusing on securities and sectors that look attractive from a valuation perspective and increasing global diversification. It also underlines the importance of hedging equity risk either directly or through the US use of long-duration, high-quality bonds. In investing, as in logging, it is important to refrain from taking unnecessary risks and have some insurance against risks such as those presented by government policies, which you are powerless to avoid. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week, and if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.